Hi, I'm Frigga. Hi, I'm Gladys. Hi, I'm Gerald. Welcome to another episode of Hokkai Designer. So, what will you choose? Passion or money? If Actually, <laughs> what is your passion, Gladys? Passion. What's your passion? Ah? Don't tell me design. Eh? Okay, let's is say design it's your design. Passion? Let's say it's design. Actually, design is my passion. Is it yours? Oh, wow. Is it actually? Is it your passion design? I wouldn't call it passion, but it's something that I enjoy doing. Mm. Is that considered a passion? No, yeah, what I need power a bit. Girl, what's your passion? What keeps you excited and awake at night? Um, what keeps you awake at night? I think that's the, like, you know. I think the idea of growth keeps me excited. What, what, what? Growth. Oh, growth. growth. So anything related to mm. growth keeps you excited? Yeah, so for example, it can be. So if it's design related, so growth in design can be, for example, you get better. You get better in your research methodologies. For example, now right now you only know how to do your research. So for example, you do via um looking at secondary and primary sources, or so for example, expanding it and growth can be you conduct user interviews, Mm. you conduct ground studies. Mm -hmm. Is that called ground studies? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like you are growing in your research areas. Mm. Or like other aspects For example If like I like going to the gym Growth can be You Achieving your goals Yes Achieving your um, PBs What's PBs? PBs? What's PBs? What's PBs? <laughs> Personal bench Oh for example oh. Right now you can only lift For example 10 kg Then maybe 2 weeks later You can lift 15 kg So oh, like growth You're a girl like that, that breaks boundaries Yeah so like you I think keep growth, learning, growing. growth Keeps me excited In my career also, mm. actually, not really in career-wise, like in life as well. Yeah. Like, any area of life grow, but your design, bank account money grow, yes, but design, your height grow. Design is something that I like doing. Like, mm. I don't mind doing it. I don't feel like it's a chore doing it, and I enjoy solving the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's, that's your passion. Yeah. Like, growing is your passion. So, Ooh. why would you call design a passion? Me, ah. It sparks joy. Wow. I, can, I literally went out yesterday with one of my best friend, right? And then... Throughout the whole dinner, we were eating porridge and gongi. I was talking about design. Oh I was like so what, excited. What about design? I was so like excited. Anything like, you do la, that on that day? Uh, oh. No, as in... Oh, choose something. Like the books I read about design and oh. everything I think... Just how amazing this thing is. And then like, I was like... I feel very geeky. <laughs> like, <laughs> I really am so excited you know about mm. design i was literally telling my friend maybe i can share with you guys <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, sure. I would literally talk to my friend about this like mm-hmm. i told my friend hey my friend her name is called cassandra i say cassandra you know why uh, the supermarket is designed this way oh yeah like all the bright like why all the products are very bright and colorful no i say like all. it's like like let's say right the product uh usually at supermarkets right they, they try to find what is their highest grossing product they find out, like, let's say, example, their highest grossing product is milk. When they find it, they, that's their highest grossing product, right? They'll place their milk cartons, right, deep inside their store. So you can walk around and go all the way inside to find it. While doing so, you can visit all the other aisles. So you can make impulsive decisions on your way to get the carton. So like IKEA? Milk carton. Uh, maybe it's about NTUC first, okay? Oh, NTUC. <laughs> this is like the, you know, at the cashier, they always put the candy there. Oh, yeah. yeah. So when you're queuing, mm-hmm. you look at it and you buy it. Correct, correct. And then, you know, all this NTUC or like giant supermarket, right? Every few years, right? They'll change their layout because you already, your mental model knows where to find the milk carton. So they need to reshuffle your mental model to learn where to find again. And then you can go around the aisles and then do, do impulsive shopping. And then you know like why when you're queuing up to go and pay those pay those stuff, right? You know your your snack bars, right? Their shelf are always very low. Why? Because kids they want to buy those sweets. Oh. 
then they'll tag their parents to buy them. So mm, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so heard, they'll tag. It's a, all these are impulsive buys. So like, when I was reading this thing about like, like all these kind of like about the, this is not like UX design, UX design but like reading about like design psychology. Then, um, reading about like writing UX writing. Like let's say, uh, in certain countries, like they'll say, hey, when they do something wrong to you, right? They'll say, uh, hey, I apologize for the mistake. And then you compare it to, hey, Frega, I'm sorry. Then which one is more heartfelt? Which one is more formal? I'm, I'm and then which culture do you use? Which what words do you use? So this, right, actually understanding the words, right, you need to apply them to your design. UX writing. UX writing. Yeah. This is UX writing. So like, these are all UX writing, your UX research. And like, you think about like, let's say uh, maybe like, um, you know, you, if you work in the e-commerce industry, right, uh, sometimes you'll say uh, maybe uh, 90% discount. And in some countries, you'll say 90% offer. Then you need to understand, uh, are we going to use discount or offer? Then in order for you to decide which word you want, right, you must go and ask the user, what does the word discount mean to you? Or, and then you ask the user, what does the word offer mean to you? Mm. Then you must see what excites them more. Then you choose which word to use better. And not use and not and not just use them because they are just like English words and then you pick and pull up and then just use them. Yeah, it's like let's say recently when I was like designing for this feature and then there's a word that we wanted to use holiday or vacation. Which word should we use? And then she she asked me, uh, this this person asked me, then I say, uh like actually in the local users, right, which word is better for them? Because it's not about what, mm. what word I want, you know. It's about what word is familiar to them. And because they are mostly like, you know, uh, they are not really natural English speaking. So the easiest word is definitely just holiday. Uh. You need to ask uh, all this whole thing. Not what works for me, for best for me. But back to the topic about like passion. Like this, you know, when I'm telling all this, uh, like, I'm really, really very passionate about all this. Uh. So when I'm you telling my friend, right? She was like, she was like, she told me like, oh my God, this is so interesting. Yeah, but it's really very interesting. Yeah. She told me, oh my God, this is so interesting. Like why, why we, why, why we think this? And then she say, tell me more. Then I'm like, okay, I'll tell her more. Then the more I say, the more it excites Where do you read all these things from? You can like read from books, books. books uh, I can recommend you a lot of books. So you can read. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so like if you are getting started in this industry, recommend right? Recommend users. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you are getting th- getting started in this industry. You know, you have read the Don Norman, like you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the door theory. No, the, what is it called? Uh, design Every, of everyday yeah, things. Yeah. That one mm. is a very like like starter book to teach you about the design of literally everyday things, like your light switch. The door. The door, like let's say when you on the light switch, right? You know when we see everything, we need feedback. Oh, feedback again. So when you're on the light, right? When you switch on the light, you need feedback. And the feedback is the light suddenly on and then you can see the other side of the room. That is feedback. But if you're on the light, you, you flip the switch and then you don't see the light turn on, then there's something wrong. So in our design, let's say in your user interface, right? When you click a button, you need a feedback. Visual feedback or a physical feedback. Physical feedback, like let's say the, the phone will vibrate. We need this kind of visual, this kind of uh, feedback in order to know that something is progressing, something is going on. And then Spotify does this very well. So like, you know, you in a music, right? You like a new music or you add the new music to your playlist, right? The little heart, right? That heart will vibrate your phone. To give you that feedback that, you know, you are progressing, you just did something. 
so feedback is very important. Okay, just so this back is really this book is really talking about like the design of everyday things and how we should appreciate the everyday things of life. Every everyday design design things. And then if you want to like take it a bit further, you can read like things like uh FACED F A C F A C E D. So that one talks everything about the theoretical like how you Yeah, F A C E D. You can you, it will talk it will tell you about like like your design you know when you're preparing your design what should you give the developer why should you design four pixels and eight pixels why the padding must be four pixels eight pixels why uh? it's actually because right all the screen size can only adapt to eight pixels oh right 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 we learned yeah. this during our design review yeah 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 yeah, oh yeah. so God. in all the eight pixels right when you design right in web it, it all started in web and then like in mobile they say uh eight pixels are the one that in any screen sizes you can accept. Then recently, there's a revival of like four pixels, so everything four, eight, twelve, sixteen, yeah. So why then, in that book, will tell you a bit more about with this all these theories, and then teach you a bit more about um, more about uh different fixed screen sizes, very very theoretical. So if you got time, you can go and read that book. Then if you want to read more about like product thinking, you can read about uh, I think it's called hab. How to build habitual forming products or something like that. It's called habits or hook. No, it's called hooked. H o o k e d. So it teaches you how to build a uh, habit forming products. So like products, right? There are some that are called vitamin products. Some are called painkillers. So painkillers products are like let's say the product that you really need. You cannot survive if you don't use it. Then vitamin products is like the actually I can don't really I can leave off it. So every app you see right are either a painkiller product or a vitamin product. So you can list some. Mm. You think which what what are painkiller products? It helps you solve a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So twenty years ago, right, uh, social media is not a problem for us, but now, right, it has slowly from a vitamin product, it tried to become a painkiller product, and it's not a painkiller product because right now, if I don't have social media, I cannot know what what Gladys you are doing. So it's a painkiller. It became a painkiller product because it satisfied this anxiety of me to stay connected to the world, and then an an example of like let's say a vitamin product is something like your yoga app. I don't need or my habit forming app oh. like those habit app, yeah, yeah, a thirty yeah. day tracker or thirty day it's fast. It's like the Apple Watch. The it's a very uh, vitamin rings. product. Yeah, it's a very vitamin product because actually, if I am very self determined enough, right, to use the book to write it down, right, actually, I don't really need these vitamin products. So these vitamin products, right, they'll try their best to become a painkiller product to add value to your life. So that book is about that. So, but wow. then, yeah, that there are a lot more books like read. like you UX writing. Yeah, you can read about UX writing. You can read about how to design good forms. So all these are like very very interesting books that you can read, and then, as I think as any designer, right, you must really read as yeah. widely as you can. Not only as designers, I feel like as Anybody, a human being. Yeah, you need to read very widely, like, then you can grow. The world has so much knowledge out there. Yes, then you can really really like, boom, your growth. You just <laughs> read. Just find some time to read some books. Yeah, but we're talking about that, right? Like, design is my passion. And if you ask me, like, what would you choose, like, passion or money, right? Right now, Any, definitely. Actually, what do you choose? <laughs> I think right now, definitely passion. Passion, okay. Because if you're still passionate about something, you would be excited to learn about it, and you'd be excited to grow your skill sets in it. So mm. you won't feel like it's a chore doing your job. However, you still feel excited going to your job and really learning your skill sets. When you are still starting out in your career, however, I feel it's it's only realistic lah as a human being to want to have money and you like materialistic things. Mm. And however, I feel like this can be achieved at a later stage of your career. Mm. So right now, really just focus on what you like and try to absorb as much as you can. And with this, you'll be able to grow in your career, grow grow into more senior positions and leadership positions. And I think with that, money will come naturally. Mm-hmm. 
But then you know there are some cases, right? Okay, because now very hypothetical. Like let's say passion or money, right? Let's say your passion is not growth. And let's say your passion is growth, but the job that you are doing, right, it's not really related to growth. How? How now, brown cow? I think right now in this industry, it's very easy for you to just find something else mm. and just see what's out there. Mm. So really just be open and go and explore what other opportunities are there. But at the same time, you must also learn how to manage your expectations mm-hmm. because what you think you're getting into might not be oh what, yeah, what you, you really, really want, right? And you might not be really passionate as yes. thing really is, right? So ultimately, I think there's a fine line between passion and money, all those. Yes. So it's like just be realistic. Like even though it is your passion to design, there will still be bad days. Mm. There will still be days where you don't feel like doing the design work, or there will still be days where you, it's in your job scope to do other things. So for mm. example, if you, for example, like me, I enjoy doing design. I don't really enjoy do- doing research. However, I know mm. that doing research and doing other things like data analytics will help you grow in your design. It's it's not my passion, but it can help me be better in my other areas like design. Mm. I feel like just be open and just, just go and try new things outside of your passion, which mm. might be beneficial for your passion. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so it's... Um, it's, it's like a Venn diagram. It's like, it's a like a, h- how to say? It? It's like um, like everything intersects, intersects. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, you know, in the past, right? When you are younger, you have to do Chinese. Like you have to, you have to learn Chinese, right? And then you have to write the si zi ben. Like you keep writing the bi hua, all those. Then, you know, all these bihua, the strokes, right? You have a method of writing it correctly. But you also can't anyhow write it. But people who really learn how to write it correctly in the method, right? They grew to be very proficient in Mandarin. Because their basics are so good, you know? They really took time to learn their basics. So as why you mentioned, like, you know, when you are, your passion is in design. But design, learning other skills, like let's say your data, it will, it doesn't really coincide with design, but it will add value to who you will grow into and then you will become so much stronger in terms of your your career so every step along the way right you will learn new things like yeah and then you will start growing even then you must always tell yourself that yeah you know all these things you learn right will make you a more a better artist okay like how say a better artist designer. a better designer a better artist be realistic la. like yeah. yes you can be passionate but there will still be days where you lose this passion Mm, true, true. Like some days when your work. Some days just not your day. Yeah, I know, right? But just keep going. Hey, then, Freya, which you choose passion or money? To be honest, I start off with like, um, not say passion, but it's like I'm just very curious, like what the course offers. So I just went in without knowing anything what is design or like what do they do, things like that. Then after getting into the course, I feel that. Um, it's something I'm good at, but I realize in the packaging or maybe making graphic beautiful is not really what I want, but something even more. So, which is why I want to explore more. I started like find purpose oh, in purpose deep. in design, which is UI, that's why I go into mm. UI UX. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like it's more functional. I have this freelance project that I did with a company. Um for the factory workers to count their fruits and the fruits um there are a lot of fruits coming in every day so they have to 
write down their lots, what fruits are rotten, what fruits are fresh. So it's quite tedious in a sense, and the apps actually help them to efficient. Yeah, and faster and efficient also, so that to make their life better. So you found purpose yeah, with purpose design. Law, like, found purpose yeah, you're improving someone else's life. Yeah, mm. that's why. Sure. Yeah, so there's a yeah, purpose. purpose. Yeah, I need something. Oh. Um, it's meaningful. You are. You know, I feel like right now we are all like characters. Like yours is like growth. Yeah, and, like your purpose. Oh, yeah, it's like yeah. so superficial design. <laughs> <laughs> no, design. but you find joy, happiness. Oh, happiness, happiness. Yeah. So we like you know we got a virtue like that like growth, it's purpose. Yeah, well, also maybe. anything related to purpose is sparks so much. Yeah, yeah you need to meaning. have purpose in yeah. what you do. Yeah, I need a. Yeah, like really a purpose. Mm. If I, I don't feel that there's a purpose to it, I just like no interest. Yeah. Mm, see. Mm. So if it's you, will you choose passion, this passion or money? Mm, for now, right? Um, must have balance. La, I mm. feel for me, la, for me, it's normal, must it's have normal. A balance. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I think it's very important also. Mm. Balance. As la. much as I like working, mm. work life balance is very important. Mm. Yeah. Actually, I grew to feel that like, like um, actually money is very important. Yes. It's very very important. It's to feel that way. So like passion or money, right? Actually, if you ask me, I'm very lucky that like like this is my passion. But if like you tell me, like if if pays very low. Yeah, if you tell me it pays very low, right? Then I might consider changing because I would feel that like. The effort and the craft that I put in to master it, right, doesn't. I'm not being paid for this well. Like, like, I mean, like, let's say you. Like, your effort like, goes to waste. Like, 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 I really put in a lot of my effort, even outside of work, to master this craft and then, like, to really get this done well. And if I feel that, like, I'm not being remuner- remunerated appropriately, or, like, I will feel that, like, then I'll grow to hate this this thing that I like because that like I feel that like I'm wasting my time or like like it's something I really really want and I really love I really passionate and really good or whatever right then like but I don't get remunerated properly right then I'll hate my passion what at the end of the day yeah, yeah it's normal to feel, feel like, like yellow it's so like it needs a balance and then you need to you need to be able to have that balance or yeah. if not you will be jealous it's like. Everyone definitely need money to mm. to buy a house to care for their family, Mm-mm. and it's only reasonable if you have a job that pays you well mm. for what you're doing. Yeah, like imagine the job give you a lot of shit, even though it's your your passion, but it give you a lot of shit. Like you are being treated very badly, blah blah blah. Then you will not be your passion anymore. I mean, the place is a toxic place, lah. So you just the get culture, yeah, you have to get a lot out. Of factors in place. You need to get out lor. Like yeah, I mean really la, you need to find something that you like but at the same time you can make money out of it mm. Mm. don't know if it makes sense or not. yeah it makes sense one thing caught my eyes about this article saying that people use um, salary as a marker of value so oh. for example so the example the doctors the they earn a lot right mm. so their value is higher do they actually earn a lot as starting sure doctors yeah, they don't earn a lot yeah, something like that, like, mm. example. Mm. So, like, you mean, you're saying... Like, like law... Like, like, is it like, true? What do you think? No, are you saying in, in any job in general, or, like, it's specific to this No, like, this article. Is the Singapore people use salary as a marker of value? I feel that, really... It is. Yeah, it is. Uh, I feel very guilty that I have to say it is. Because, right, 
let's say you go to a job interview, right, and the, the person offer you X amount of salary, right, that is below what you expect, then it's natural to feel that, like, uh, hey, I can bring in this, 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 this to the table. Why am I paid this, this, this? And I feel that you you must think this way, as in salary is a marker of your, what, what is it, how you say? And you, uh, you have to think this way, uh, even true. though how toxic, you must think this way because, right, you will not you will get taken advantage of in your first career or your subsequent career because people will, your company will try to push that value, the, your salary down, but it is up to you to go and fight the value that you want because if you build up your skills, right, then you have to go and fight for the value you want, ma. I mean, if we take it into a very negative terms that like salary is a marker for value, then you compare yourself to others, right? Yeah, you can see it's very toxic if you compare this way. But if you see in how you can better from this way, right? Hey, you improve yourself to a certain extent mm-hmm. and then you tell the recruiter that, hey, I'm, I can do this, I can do that, I'm worth this amount, then you can find out. If not, if you don't see it that way, right? Mm-hmm. People will take advantage of you and then you won't, this industry will just plummet because you will just... Be like that, lor. you push you out. So you need to fight for the value that you are worth and you must be realistic. Lah. I mean, of course, you cannot be like a fresh grad, then you're like, eh, hey, hey, I can do anything. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> like, you must be realistic. Lah. However, although it's um, a reflection of our value and you can use it to fight for higher pay, right? Mm-mm-mm. I feel like it's also, it's, um, salary is set this way because of our skill sets. Mm. So in different industries, if you compare, for example, a UX designer, versus a developer it's it's y- we, we all set. know how it's more difficult in a sense mm. to hone your um, coding skills and you you have to constantly refresh all this knowledge in the design industry or mm-hmm. for example if you compare in a in a marketing industry compared to someone who do campaigns marketing versus someone who do data analytics mm. it's a very different kind of skill sets and if that skill sets is harder lesser people have it supply demand yes Definitely the salary will be bumped up And mm. it just shows that Oh this job has Higher value in a sense Yeah so I think what The straight time say that one Is quite true, true In la, terms of like How you nego your pay And also like supply demand uh, Market factors will influence that pay And then mm. It's natural feel that well, If the demand is so high The supply is so low That means the They really want Someone who can Fill that role And then it's your value That you come in ma. Yeah, So I think I uh, hopefully I think you yeah you have to think that like salary is equates to value, and then don't think it as a negative way, but think it as that you have to master the skill set to ask for that amount, and then be confident in getting that that amount. Hello. I think also in some industry, it's they are paying you for your effort. So for example, mm-hmm. it's known that in the banking industry, like mm-hmm. although they are paid very high, it's also known that about their long working hours, mm-hmm. how the toxic environment. And also, I have friends who tell me about their experiences, like how their boss expects it's norm, it's a norm to stay mm. past your working hours up oh till no. nine or ten pm, mm-hmm. or like you're expected to just take your client's call. Mm. So, uh, like, um, when as you're getting that high pay, you're giving up on a lot of other things. Mm. So, it's I feel like it's a your level of salary matches the level of effort and the amount of skill sets you have. As yeah. Yes. The G is yeah. I feel like I like OT. No, I thought they are like quite famous for being people mm. that works over oh, yeah, the creative industry. Yeah. Um Yeah, because I... it's not as valued. Mm. 
because people in the design industry it's very people don't see people don't see the effort behind it unless you are in the industry so for example you just churn out a campaign a marketing campaign with the visuals hmm. people think that oh you can just take a few shots then you just put it out there yeah. but if you're in, in if you're in the industry you know how hard it is to set up a shoot how hard it is to get all the models how hard mm. it is to f- to get all the frames and how hard it is to do post editing and mm. everything so you only know all this effort if you're in the industry yeah, so true. to outside people they were just like oh it's a very easy job but that's why you're mm. paid that way mm. and i think this also boils down to the industry like because of all the history and how all, all these big companies function because they pay they pay all these people so at this rate other companies are forced to follow got domino effect a bit yes mm. the company thing la, like you know like yeah i mean like there are some companies that don't want to right so i think it's usually depend on company And so what would you tell all those new students that's coming into the design oh. industry or maybe just coming in to study design? Mm, who want to be a, who want to get into UX design or any design, is it? Be confident. Put yourself mm. out there. Be willing to for example, if you are you want to get into a UX role, put your case study out there. Let people critique it. And just be confident about your design judgment. Don't feel that just because you're a student starting out, your design skills and design judgments are not as good as other people. So be, I guess, be daring and be confident to voice out all these thoughts and opinions that you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Singapore, right, like, to get into this industry, right, okay, like, the core hard truth if you really need experience and projects, la, like, you will need to have, uh, you need to... Go and try to go and find projects to do la. Then, uh, one if you are getting into this industry and you are finding a project, right? Then, uh, my 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 uh tip to you is that make sure that your case studies are well thought through uh, because they are like maybe you can scroll through Triple or like maybe any other LinkedIn, right? You can see like eighty percent to ninety or maybe ninety eight percent confidently say ni- up to ninety eight percent, right? They are usually redesign challenges, like redesign grad. Uh, we design Lazada. But I don't blame them. Yeah. As a s- coming from, Mm-mm. like, I was once at that level, Mm-mm. and it's just there's no industry work that I Mm-mm. can do. And I'm Mm-mm. so lost, I don't know what to design. Yeah. So, like, maybe now I can, like, give, like, maybe, like, just share, like, a, 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 a straight cut tip. Uh, maybe instead of finding, like, these redesign challenges, right, or redesign challenges, right, if you want to get into this industry, right, you must get in behind the psyche of, like, the the recruiter or like the design people who are screening through your design portfolio like what are they looking out mm. for okay uh, because redesign challenges right are just really purely seeing your UI skills and when you are talking about redesign let's say I redesign Grab right actually you don't really know what is Grab problem they are facing like what are their user problems you very hard to know even you ask 10 people outside right those 10 people that problems right are not actually the problem that Grab is facing in the company Grab right they will have to prioritize like uh, actually, we know this problem. We know this problem long ago. They found already, but they don't want to do it. Why? There are probably a lot of reasons. Maybe mm. they don't. There's no ROI for doing mm. it, and maybe there's something there. It is to be there one. Mm. Then 
you will, you are redesigning will have no value to it because you are not designing something that is worth to the looking at the company. So instead of doing all these redesign challenges, right, or Amazon redesign, don't focus on all these redesign challenges. Go and find real problems. So if you look at real world problems, right, you can find a real world problem. So example of a case study is like, uh, um, maybe you always go to this nursery. You go and buy a flower. Then after that, you 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 realize that when you buy the flower from this nursery, the flower always die. Okay, so you are the boss of the nursery, right? You think, okay, how do I make uh people know that? Uh, how do I improve sales for my company? Uh, that's the main problem. But then you realize that is that really the true problem? You need to dig further. Why all these plants die? Is it because the insecticide I use is wrong? Okay, if it's wrong or whatever, you need to find a true problem really, right? Maybe you found the true problem is people don't know how to take care of the plants. That's why when they buy from the nursery, they bring home, it always die. They never know how to take care. Maybe they overwater it, they underwater it, they put in the full sunlight, then it always die. So as a designer, right, you're not, your first thought, right, cannot be, I'm going to design an app for you and then I'm going to solve your problem. So you download, uh, your, your customer can download your app. Their app can see, okay, this flower, uh, how to take care, everything, everything, all this kind of thing. But if you think from that sense, right, a nursery, right, they have to go and take charge of app, eh. Means, uh, they need developers to go and constantly upgrade, upkeep the app, care about user base, care about user acquisition, who will download that, will the people use that over time, no? You need to think about all these different problems that if you create an app. So as a designer, right, you're not always thinking about digital ideas. You need to think of real-world problem-solving ideas. What is the best and most efficient uh, cost-saving way? Actually, the best cost-saving way, right, you can test, right, it's maybe, you know, on all these pots and flowers, right? You just add a sticker la, to tell them how to take care. Tell them maybe this plant need this amount of sunlight, pour this amount of water. It's a very, uh, it's a very fast problem-solving way. And it beats uh, opening an app. Uh. So you must always think, okay, business can do this. I mean, you got the money to do all this app. But will business do it? Does it make business sense to do it or not? So when you're really designing all these challenges, right? Actually, you don't really have to uh, think a lot about like designing a digital interface. You can think about just solving problems and then that will show off your product thinking skills and your UX skills. And then uh, if you want to sh showcase more UI skills, then go and find something that you can maybe feel like designing in um, more digital space. Ah. So that is one is like you have to find the pro correct problem to solve. And then a second tip to give to uh, maybe everyone is that read a lot of books. <laughs> just keep reading, really, really. Just keep reading a lot, a lot of books. And then if you can, just go and get read a lot of books and then gain more knowledge from these books. And then, uh, yeah, lo, gain more knowledge from these books. And then the third way if you is that if you're not in this industry, then try your way to, you know, find experience to get into this industry through like your projects, your experience or your internship. And then you will, you will get there. Plus chop, you'll get there. And getting very competitive la, but then it's the future it's the future and then uh but like in you need to think oh, like actually sometimes you get into this industry right you will just, I don't know if it makes sense but you as you do it more you stray away, f away from it further does it make sense so recently I got these issues that when I was doing my design right I was so into the design that I stray away from what is the true problem that I forget that hey actually I'm not the user like, <laughs> like I think that I I think that's the biggest problem it's a damn big problem it's like when I'm doing all the designs right then I'm already done out the high fidelity design then I'll be thinking like hey but the information here and the information here are the architecture will be weird like. then it's like I read too much into it you know that, that I'm concerned about this problem but then actually bring to a user there's no problem like to them it's no problem we read too much into this problem then I feel like 
Oh no, we are too hard up. We shouldn't take it too this deep, too deep yeah. into it already. We need oh. to step back out mm-hmm. and then see what is actually the real problem, you know. Like, that's not the user problem. That's your problem, how you see it. Eh? Mm-hmm. Then what is the user problem? You need to know what's the core problem. You need to really why and dig and dig and dig to find out what's the actual problem. Sometimes, you know, you'll just be doing some project that's just like plaster projects. You just put a plaster to it. But that's not the problem. Like you need to know what's the problem. Mm. Mm. You need to find out. You need to really think and think and think and find. Don't just do things that are plaster projects. Like the feedback is so important. Yeah. Then you can keep breaking your boundary. It's a good thing. It mm. means that we'll keep learning. Mm. Yeah, actually, this and industry about this, yeah. about learning. Uh. And it's, it sort of makes it exciting. Yes, like it's not stagnant. Yes, it's like yes, you're doing yes, the same yes. thing over and over again. And every time it's a different thing. Oh my god, it's a new problem. And I freaking love it. (laughs) Yeah, I feel that, you know, we three are very excited about this kind of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, uh, wherever you guys go and in this industry, like, you meet nice people who will give you great feedback and then you will grow into and blossom into a very, very good designer. And then to get there, you know, there will be some good days and some bad days. There will always be bad days. Yeah, there will definitely be bad days, but But you will get through it. You will get through it. Yes, yes, you will get through it and you will become better. And you need to know that all these stresses will push you to become better. Don't cry, yeah. No, I see. <laughs> I think uh, it's, it's tough, lah. It's definitely tough. Being through there, trying yeah. to apply, trying to get in the industry is tough. Mm. Just don't give up. Mm. And you'll reach there one day. Badass Sing bitch. the Shopee jingle. <laughs> <laughs> jingle bell, jingle bell. Thank you, Gladys and Gerald, for coming to the podcast. It's been a wonderful time. We hope you enjoy listening to us, Rambo. Bye. Bye. Bye.